Chris, you're welcome. This podcast tells you in episode 136, second of two episodes this week, because we are the ambassador and we're spoiling you. Uh, my name is Russell, and I have the very great pleasure of stalwart of the Red Wall, both men's and women's, although is it not just the one wall? That might be an interesting topic of conversation for this episode. Uh, a ranger of coaches, founder of the Fewells range of women's clothing. It's uh, Hayley Evans, known as Hales to most people. Welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm good, thank you, Russ. Thanks for having me on. Many different strings to your Wales footballing bow, if such a bow exists. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we bumped into each other at um, Tramshed on the weekend at the Six Music Festival. We did. That was great, wasn't it? It was. Oh, it was fantastic. It was just such a good weekend and just such a lovely atmosphere around Cardiff. And it was just great to see the city coming back to life again. And it, it felt very much like that was happening. It was just joyous. Yeah, it was, it was uh, Griff Reese, yeah. Shaw Klein, Keris yeah. Savannah, Keris Matthews, Tom Robinson. It was, yeah, I felt a bit to me like that Albania game before the Euros last year when it was like the first time in a stadium, albeit nowhere near full, even half full perhaps. Just kind of a sense of actually yeah. this is what we used to do. It was do. weirdly emotional, how, how wasn't it? Um, so I was lucky enough to be at the Manix gig last Thursday and, in Club Evil Bar. For those of us, for those of us who didn't, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm throwing that out there. <laughs> and, you know, that was my first sort of in-person standy uppy gig for about two and a half years when I used to go to them all the time. And it was just really weird, really emotional, just lovely to be back and then hop straight from there over to the CIA to watch Idols then. So <laughs> it's been a full weekend. No, it was, it was, uh, it was really good. And, um, and, and lovely to, um, to see you. And, and, and again, it was one of those spaces where you just kind of end up seeing people you haven't seen for ages at different things. Um, should, should, I mean, do you want to give yourself um, an introduction? That, what, what do people need to, to know about you if they, if they don't? And I'm sure they oh, really do. I bet but, plenty um... of people don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what do you want to know, really? I've been um, going, a, you know, watching the men's game now for well over 20 years which is aging myself <laughs> what watching the women's team for probably about 15 now my first away trip was that game in milan which was not fun yeah. and i went back after that so <laughs> so that was always good um and then 2016 i founded fee whales um i basically got fed up of not being able to see any merchandise any replica shirts, anything surrounding Welsh international football in women's sizes. So I just bit the bullet and did it myself. Yeah. And I, th- I think as well, to be fair, I think it's one of the, the things that has kind of contributed to this fan culture then, if you like, this 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 broader, you know, beyond the scope of the FAW and the you know the traditional sort of footballing authorities, as it were, and and the, the you know the official can sort of obviously replica shirts and, and the like, you know obviously Spirit Fifty Eight clearly is, is is at the top of the tree and the band yeah, horns, yeah. you know, but there's been different components and some of it's been around music, some of it's been around podcasts, some of it's been around fanzines, some of it's been around the merchandise, yeah. a lot of kind of social media kind of stuff as well. You've been part of that, and I think, and probably you know when we talk about things like for example Penny Miles, I'm sure we'll probably whose name will crop up a bit throughout this yeah. and other people that have been talking around the kind of the, the greater although not perfect inclusivity of the red wall certainly in respect of, 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 of women and girls actually being able to also wear the gear and not just a bucket hat that's kind of part of that so I think it's a, a, a staple almost like a building block of 
the inclusivity of the red wall and therefore the red wall are making it the fun enjoyable more often than not thing that it that it is experience that it is so that's very kind of you to say you know putting me within that bracket of people it's it's really it's very humbling um because i certainly don't see myself in that way really but you know it's it's making sure that the women of the red wall do have a voice and not just on the men's side of things as well you know there was nothing for the women's team at all Mm. nothing at all Mm. um and it was always part of my plan that i didn't want to leave the women's team out of it and actually being able to produce merchandise for that side of things and put it in girl sizes so you know you've got girls coming through just learning to kick a ball and it's like oh there's my heroes oh i can have a t-shirt it's just it's just one of those isn't it it's it's a no-brainer i don't really do it to make any money from it i'm not gonna i'm not gonna lie i've got a full-time job <laughs> but it's important to me that there's that representation well i mean it's like this that's just like doing these i mean okay there's the patreon but there's it's not a you know, it's ultimately it's a labour of love. It's something that we 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 enjoy doing, and I guess it's you know if if, if people listen and, and get in touch and 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 give feedback or for that matter even kind of challenge and you know you know tell you you you're talking nonsense, then you know it's all part of like you know having a dis you know a discourse I suppose that I think as well just kind of helps that culture and that kind of fan identity kind of take root and kind of embed itself outside of just the the international. Windows, you know, when the games happen. Yeah. I'll put my hands up, you know, put my cards on the table here. That was an example of, of male privilege, I suppose. It was only at the the launch of the I say the current shirts. Obviously the women have just got their own their own shirts, which is I think yeah. is an interesting development actually. Yeah, that's a huge turn of Yeah, events. yeah. And and well, I wasn't aware that it was in the pipeline, but did you do any English? No. Hadn't heard hadn't heard a thing about so it. So what is but... the current men's shirt then that's saying and what was the women's shirt when that was launched at the the kelf crease cumbria exhibition at st falcons at the end of 2019 uh, tash hardin was there there was tash hardin joe ledley and robert Earnshaw, and they were talking about uh, a range yeah. of different things but obviously it, it tended to center around design and the the, the shirt make and and, and and the kit and and she said that when she made her debut which would have been under the because i'm about to find this out and the the retro 58 Kappa shirt that had that yes. really kind of big V-neck collar. Yeah, the one with the big yeah, white collar. Yeah. And then the, yeah. the yellow with the green collar being the away. She she said yeah. that she had to roll the sleeves up because they were so long. And I think she was she was quite young when she made a debut, maybe 17, 18, 19, something like that. And yeah. was talking about how basically you, you, you wore what you were given and they weren't tailored and they weren't uh, tailored to, 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 to women's physique and women's size and things right. like that. And they just didn't fit. And I remember standing thinking, really? But it's part of that kind of that hidden obscured sort of heritage of the game or aspect of the game and I just been thinking that had never even occurred to me and I I, I feel a bit yeah. silly for, for, for being so kind of no. <laughs> uh, well as I say privileged or whatever the word is and it's it's simple things as well the shirt that they brought out on St David's Day which is obviously all women's fit right but it's got little slits on the hips so you know where we are naturally a different shape and actually men's shirts you either have to get one that's two sizes too big as if you've got hips <laughs> and you know then it's too big everywhere else and too tight in other places whereas this has actually got little slits on the side so actually it fits perfectly and it's just like it's just like it fits it fits <laughs> it's, it's great give a flavor if anyone isn't aware of what you 
have on, on the Free Wales website. Give them a flavour. Yes, so at the moment I've got um, stuff for the men's team, stuff for the women's team, um, T-shirts, hoodies. We've got some, I've got a red bubble shop as well that I run alongside so you can get any of the designs in like mugs and tote bags and notebooks and stickers and everything else but the big one that's on the website at the moment is the uh, coach that I'm running down to Llanelli on on Friday. <laughs> Not driving though just running just arranging let's just be absolutely no yeah. no <laughs> I draw the line at driving. <laughs> Which I, I will vouch for um, <laughs> is I think a, a fantastic development I suppose please people west of you know, Barry, uh, don't take this the wrong way, but uh, f- facing a, a trip down the M4, certainly kind of earlier in the season, in, in you know, the autumn, you know, it's dark on Friday, long week at yeah. work, s- you know, drive down to the M4 with, the, you know, the kids squabbling in the back. <laughs> it's the last it thing was, you feel like and, doing, and I don't for one second begrudge Clearly having the games or Swansea or Wrexham for that matter. In fact, you know, we've said in this podcast, we would love to see more games at Wrexham. We know our, our colours are very firmly nailed to the mast. Yeah, Great absolutely. that the C game was up in Carnarvon last, last week, for example. But that said, uh, you know, how do you get down there? And of course, getting down there is one thing you've also got to get back. Numbers yeah. have grown, haven't they? And I know it's just taken a, a little bit of the stress out of it. Certainly for those who want to come down with the, with the, with the kids. And just to be clear, there's plenty of people who go without kids and um, the lucky devils <laughs> on, the, on the on the coach but what I've liked about it with when I've taken either you know my daughter or, or my youngest is they're quite excited by like all these all these other people doing this this traveling on a coach and it's like a, that creates a sense of occasion for them which I think yeah, has been really really good so give, give it a, a quick plug then if anyone's thinking anyone's got a, a, a Friday evening they'd like to see Wales take on let's be honest one of the top countries in the world in the women's game yeah, and it's a crucial match as well. Yeah. Um, you know, we came really close to getting a result against them in France back in November. So, you know, with a full crowd behind them in Flanelli, anything is possible here. So, yes, so that I'm running a coach from Cardiff. It will be leaving outside Cardiff City Stadium at five o'clock on Friday evening. Um, straight down to Parker Scarlet's coming back after the game it's 16 pound return and you can book it on feewales.cymru so obviously the coach comes right up to the stadium so there's no kind of parking a bit away and having a walk it gets taken straight to more or less the front door and we had some media folks interviewing some of the 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 people of all ages but my daughter got interviewed I remember and she just thought that was amazing that was on the way down I think for the Estonia game yeah yeah it's just been a really really good good event um, and, and all credit you for doing it and um, I think what's been interesting as well is not just you know in the same way that the numbers on the coaches have grown the numbers in the stands have grown even though the weather for the Greece game was absolutely horrific and Baltic oh it was wasn't freezing it? wasn't it absolutely freezing and what I've loved about it is just the sheer number of girls at the game seeing the heroes, cheering, making a noise, even in the weather. That, I think, is so encouraging for, for the future of the game. Yeah. Um, full stop. doesn't matter whether it's men or women. It, it Just for the game, full stop. I think that's really, 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 really positive. Of course it is. And I guess that is one of the things about having it at Parker Scarlet's, because, you know, the last couple of campaigns have been in Newport. Um, there's obviously been the friendly up in Wrexham just before lockdown. But actually, this gives the girls from West Wales a chance to get across which might be slightly easier after yeah, school yeah you see lots of them in their club gear as well so there's a lot of clubs are going along yeah. on, on mass which I think is just fantastic And yeah and I think the FAW have got to take some credit for that as well because I think they're really driving it to towards the schools and the teams and really encouraging them to come along so it all helps that engagement giving away stickers and free posters and 
and you name it. And um, yeah. yeah, and when you're young and impressionable at that age, that's it's, it's just it's all those little things that build up into creating those memories, which are you know again, like I said, it's just important. And um, and of course, you get to see. I don't think we're necessarily going to see as many goals this Friday, obviously. Um, but um, no. we've been seeing a few goals as well down there and, oh, and it's definitely. a decent standard of football I've said on this before you know it feels less cynical I honestly think that the board is in play for more in the women's international than the men's uh, it wouldn't yeah. surprise me actually because they do very much just get up and get on with it and it's a real it's a it's such a different style of playing football yes the game may be slower but actually there's a lot of skill on show mm. there and it's really lovely to watch and when you've got players like Jess Fishlock and Sophie Ingle who's just an absolute Rolls Royce of a player and you know Tash and they're just a fantastic side and they're so engaging with everybody and they play wonderful football and there's nothing not to love about it really is there? I mean, so what was the motivation for, for doing it? I mean, you said you've been watching the, the women's games for, for 15 years I think you said what was the motivation to, to, to sort of coach out for this campaign for this season? The first coach that I ran was to the Southampton game um, against England going back oh, a few years now mm. isn't it? Um, and I just thought at that point, there seems to be some momentum building behind the team. Why don't I put a coach on and just just get people down there and just make it easy to get people down there as well and have a bit of a red wall of, of what is a straightforward away game. Um, I looked to do it again when there was the friendly in Wrexham, but there just wasn't the uptake. And I think that was largely because it was the week before half term. Um, so the numbers just weren't there to make the trip viable. But then when this campaign was announced to be in Llanethly, I thought, you know, let's try it again. Let's just, you know, my main motivation is just making it as easy as possible for people to get to a women's game. And if that means I organise a bus, it means I organise a bus. Um, which may sound like, a, I'm saying that out loud and it sounds bonkers. Um <laughs> You know, it's not easy. It's It can be a bit of a slog to get people on there, but people do appreciate it. And, you know, as long as there's a demand there, then I'm quite happy to keep yeah, doing it. Yeah. And I'd love for there to be more games up in Wrexham and, and at a time when, when people can travel up from south. Because I think, you know, the last one was on a Friday night. And when you look at the attendance at a women's game, it is largely girls. It's like 70% of the crowd is like schoolgirls they just can't travel from one end of the country to another on a Friday after school. No, no. They'd have to take the afternoon off and... Well, and it's a... It's yeah, tricky. It's a damning indictment. They're just travelling anyway. It seems to be hard in this country. But anyway, you know, for, for anybody, yeah, any exactly. time of the week. Uh, anyway. Um, yeah. Because uh, you've got, as I understand it, I'm not sure whether you're at liberty to say a huge amount about it, but you've got some other sort of people coming on for the first time on uh, on this Friday, courtesy of the, is it the, the FW Trust, I think you said? Yeah, um, we've got um, a group of girls from Grangetown, um, which is the community that I live in. Um, so Penny from Walgoch and Manewad. Well, we, we kind of set that up together. Um, we got our heads together. Penny came to me and said, look, if I reached out, we, we both live in Grangetown. She said, if I reach out, would you be able to look into maybe doing something in terms of places for these girls? And we'll speak to the FAW Trust and see if they can subsidise and... We did, and we've made that happen. And, you know, we've got 20 people coming along to a game that wouldn't have been there beforehand. So that's nice. Um, and hopefully that will give them the bug and they'll be back for more. 
So everybody has to have the first game, don't they? Um, whatever the, necessarily the circumstances yeah. are. Not everyone's got a groovy uncle to take them along or, you know, uh, you know a parent no. who's nuts about the game and has been since a young age. Oh, those kind of entry points, if you like, uh, are, are important. And that's what you're doing, which I think is amazing. Yeah. So all credit to you. How do you think it's going to go? Thanks. The game. Oh, now you're asking. I'm trying not to think about the game. Because the away game is one of do you my, know what? has been one of my favourite fixtures of the season oh. uh, at all. It yeah, a, it was a hell of yeah, a performance. Yeah. And you, you were out there, weren't you? You know, no, I wasn't. I missed it. Um, I couldn't get out there, unfortunately, which I was gutted about. Um, it just timed with a few things going on. I was changing jobs and a few other bits, and it's just like, yeah, I just can't do it, unfortunately. But honestly, you know, we've seen them score, what, 20-odd goals in this campaign. But that was outstanding. It was... France are up there as one of the best teams in the world, as we've already said, and we not only went toe-to-toe with them, we came very close to winning that. We could have, you know, there was that last that last few minutes where Jess absolutely went for it, and it just bounced. The 2-0 flattered France, because they just went off the rebound from that, but we had to go for it. Because it was an all or nothing stage and we could have come away from there with nothing. So if they can put on that level of performance at home with a crowd behind them, why can't we come away from there with something? Yeah, no, I'm really looking forward to it. You know, my daughter is as well. She was asking about the game, you know, you yeah. know how good of France and kind of name some of the players. And if I'm honest, I can't. It's it's posing me a challenge to, to kind of bone up on elements of the game that you know I'm not all that familiar about so um so that's good and that's that's coming at more as a parent I guess but where yeah, yeah this will be I don't know what this will be now this is certainly more women's internationals than men's internationals she's been to now um and yeah no looking back I think we we are uh, uh converts to the cause if that's the, the the right way to put it certainly certainly she is and her first game and her first great, game in fact, in fact our, the only game we went as an entire family the five of us was the so the home fixture then to the, the Southampton one at Newport? And yeah. That was a great occasion, and that would have been her first football game. And, and since then, her passion and interest in football has just kind of gone through the roof. To be fair, you know, we're relatively fortunate in the sense that the things that we've then gone looking for, we've been able to find. You know, in terms of you know teams, in terms of you know opportunities to play, um, and and that's I still yeah. think there's probably some barriers there for some girls. In Wales, and you know, I think you know, I'm not, not for one second saying it's it's perfect, and I'm possibly living in a slightly sort of you know middle class type bubble here. Don't get me wrong, but you know, just with my yeah. my, my parent hat on, we've been able to then capitalise on that interest. So yeah. yeah, so we've been lucky in that regard. It's changed so much because I, you know, I grew up. I was a teenager in the nineties, and I started playing football, and then it got to a certain age, and. I couldn't play anymore because you had to play on a girls team and that girls team just didn't exist. You couldn't play mixed football after a certain age. I think it was like 12, 13. That was it. It was gone. And, you know, I loved football. I still love football, obviously. But any opportunity I had to be involved in the game then went. So the fact that there are all these opportunities now, it it shows how far the game has come. And it can only keep improving. Yes, and some of those are themes that echo the, the, the episode that we did in conversation with uh, Laura McAllister, episode 130, a little bit older yeah. than, than, than ourselves, uh, I think it's fair to say. But again, a similar a similar experience in terms of you know not a huge amount of opportunity. And I, I think it's this thing, is it's that word that you use, and I've heard Penny use it a lot as well, this word representation. And I don't suppose it may, it means a huge amount 
to me, basically, again, sort of cards on the table. But it, it's important because if that's one of your, as a young woman or as a, as a you know, a, a young girl, that's your entry point or that, that that's your means of, of an entry point to, to the game, taking up the game, or for that matter, just you know, watching it in the stands necessarily, then that, that representation is important because it's not always about just facilities and balls no. and bibs and cones and coaches. It's visibility. It's the visibility, yeah, yeah. And I think that's something I've, that's taken a little bit of a while for me to, I think, fully get my head around. And I'm, I'm indebted to the likes of yourself and Penny, Laura and others to help me under, understand that. For those sort of male members of the Red Wall, Red Wall who uh, you know don't have children yet or don't have daughters anyway, um, you know the time will come and these things will stop. They, they take on a different perspective, I suppose, is what I'm trying to trying to say. But yeah. um, hopefully not sounding too preachy. I'm worrying. No, you're not. That's reassuring. So yeah, looking forward to it. I think the weather's going to be a little bit. Well, actually, not a little bit warmer. <laughs> a lot warmer because we had rain, we had snow. Yeah, we had everything hail, thrown sleet. at us, didn't we? And then <laughs> off I went to the Pinatar Cup in in southern Spain in February and what do I get <laughs> freezing <laughs> on the Saturday night for the one game I went out for absolutely freezing that's why I'm mistaking the France game for I knew I knew I'd seen you kind of on TV <laughs> and, 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 and yes that's that's what I, that's 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 the way I'm getting mixed up yeah what was that like it was lovely you know it was you know walking around the place in flip-flops in the day escaping the storm on the friday that took a turn of events mind we were supposed to be flying from bristol at midday on the friday which is of course when the storm was at its peak so the day before there was a very last minute i need to book a flight from gatwick and get on a train tonight <laughs> just travel overnight and get on the red eye out of gatwick so but that was fine um the game itself was pretty end-to-end went to penalties i hate penalties um the ground was lovely, had like a really posh bar, which there were loads of Belgians in there as well. It was a really nice mix of fans. So that was nice to see. The weirdest thing about it was above the bar, there was a nightclub, which was in full swing. <laughs> and it's all you could hear. <laughs> so we stood there. There's a game, international game of football going on and a nightclub just blaring out over it. I could see people on Twitter going, is there some sort of rave going on? I'm like, yep. (laughs) (laughs) But no, it's good. You know, the whole tournament was a really good run out for them. There was obviously a great result against Scotland. By the the time the Ireland game came around, they just looked tired, to be honest. But the performances against Scotland and and against Belgium, they they were great. So positive. So if there's anyone listening to this, obviously you mentioned Sophie Ingle, probably mentioned Jess Fisher. I guess we did because... She went for it, she did as well. She actually leathered the post yeah. she, in injury time. Those will be names that people will be familiar with if they aren't necessarily au fait with the women's game or the Welsh women's team. Throw maybe a couple of the maybe more under the radar names that are worth pointing out for people. There's Ang Harrod James. Um, does she still class as being underneath the, ra- the radar? I'm not sure. Um, so Ang Harrod is a midfielder. Um, she current she's currently at Orlando Pride, I believe. I think she's still at Orlando. She's overplaying in the states, so she's playing to a really good standard of football, and she's bringing all that experience back over with her now. So that's fantastic. Rasa Roberts, who is just she's at Liverpool. She is absolutely fantastic. Probably up there with Sophie Ingle, I would say, is one and Jess Fishlock as the key members of the team. You've got a real solid base there of you know Sophie of. Uh, Rhiannon Roberts of Jess Fishlock of Tash Harden, um, Kaylee Green at, at Brighton, who 
she's had a couple of sendings off this campaign. I just hope she can rain. She just goes all out. <laughs> I just hope she can just she rein it back a bit. And I think Gemma Granger, the the manager, is working with her on that side of the game. Um, I hope so because there's just it's just been rash decisions that have been silly. So if she can nip that in the bud, you know she's fantastic. And let's not forget she doesn't start every game now. She doesn't start very often at all. But Helen Ward, who we have to give a mention to, she is Wales's all-time leading top scorer. And uh, if she comes on on Friday, that'll be her hundredth cap. No, I hope she does. She's been a terrific yeah, servant. Yeah, she deserves there. it. Yeah, the rate at which she sort of won those caps is sort of slowing down a yeah. little bit. Because, you know, old father time does catch up with all of us. We touched just in the last episode with respect to people like um, Chris Gunter and, and Wayne Hennessy. Yeah. Nervous 90s, just got a little bit bogged down in them, but, but got there in the end. And well, of course, and there's, I think I saw someone on Twitter the other day that it was the anniversary of Lauren Dykes winning her 100th yeah. cap. And I think that's been an important thing to, to point out is that actually some of these players uh, on the women's side, had, you know, they've reached a century long before any of the yeah. men. Yeah, the first one over the line was uh, Jess Fishlock. Yeah. And that that was gutting because that was when they were playing games, like in the middle of the afternoon in Ostromunach, barely anyone could get to these games because, you know, people are at work, they're at school. But thankfully that's changing. Um, so we're actually able to see more, more of these games. But, you know, I was gutted not to be there for, for Jess's 100th cap. But, you know, thankfully you have... I've been there for the others and what's been lovely for, for me on a personal level is um, I've had Tash Hardin getting in touch with me and so, you know, I did commemorative t-shirts for Lauren Dykes for her 100th so the entire squad had t-shirts off me and, and the same for Sophie Ingle as well. That's been lovely for me personally because it's almost felt like I've been brought in as part of the squad <laughs> in a weird way. Because that was a question I was yeah. going to ask actually is, you know, to what sort of extent have you had I had no feedback from, um, well, not just players necessarily, but maybe the FAW yeah. or... Quite early doors, Mark Evans got in touch with me and said, look, do you want to um, have a pop-up shop at, at the women's game? And this was ironically against Kazakhstan um, going back 2017, maybe. So I had a little pop-up shop in the foyer at Cardiff City Stadium and I kitted out the mascots, which was really special for me. And the girls... You know, they've got in touch and got me to do T-shirts for them. And they say, you know, they've all all said, this sounds like I'm bragging now and I'm really not. But they have come to me and said they really appreciate what I've, what I've done in terms of trying to build up the support and increasing that visibility. And it's, you know, it's never what I intended to be this influential. Now I really sound like I'm big-headed. No, yeah, anyone who knows what you've done and what you've been involved in and, and, and things like that and how you've gone about it. No one's listening to this is going to kind of go, go get her. They're going to be kind of going, yeah, no, I mean, you know, take, <laughs> take the credit. And I think, um, well, I don't know, I sometimes yeah. wonder whether it's a bit of a sort of Welsh condition is to not talk too much about, about what yeah. you're involved in and what Possibly. you're doing and things like that. And uh, sometimes, uh, you know, yeah. probably to a to a fault, perhaps. But no, yeah, I think all of that's entirely reasonable. Yeah. You know, I've I've had messages off a few of them, you know, at the end of campaign saying thank you for everything you've done. We really appreciate your support and that's really nice and really nice to hear and you know, I'm not doing it for any of that glory. I just think that women's football in Wales deserves a higher platform and if I can play a small part in driving that forward then 
Why wouldn't I? It's a lazy sort of metaphor, but um, yes, it's all about little building blocks all coming together, and it does make that big wall. It's um, yeah, a bit cheesy, but I think um, there is a lot, a lot in there. You mentioned the Southampton game. I mean, I wasn't at that game, and I oh, you missed a treat. Because that that felt to me as a kind of like a bit of a game changer, or, or that point at which maybe the the game took a couple of steps forward. Yeah. The women's game in Wales. Uh, I mean, how how fair is that? I think that's completely fair. It very much felt like the point where a lot of people sat because it was on tv as well um so a lot of people were watching it just because it was wales against england and i know that certainly from you know the male side of things if that's fair to say um and actually they were astounded by the quality of the game which is always nice but it very much felt like that was a time when things started changing you know the here's england with all their money behind them and all their resources and on their home patch and at the time probably about 30-40% of our players weren't playing professionally. Certainly Laura O'Sullivan was player of the match in that game and she's, she's still not professional, she still works full time and has to take time off for training and going on international duty and all of that. So to come away from there with a performance, and we should have won it because Tash Harding got the ball in the back of the net. It wasn't allowed. And where is VAR when you need it? It was incredible. And just the whole trip back, the coach was absolutely buzzing. Everyone was so excited. It was just a shame we didn't get that final game because we went through that campaign completely unbeaten, came down to the final game at home to England against Newport to, to go through for qualification. It just didn't didn't happen on that occasion. But we're knocking at the door and we're getting closer and it will come. So... The World Cup for women next year, 2023, yeah. is in Australia, Australia and New Zealand. And, and New Zealand, yeah. That's better um, than Qatar, isn't it? Oh, you're telling me. <laughs> this is a hard question to answer. I, I know it's probably an unfair question to put to you, but if we were to get there, what would be the, the boost, you think, to the to the game in Wales? And again, I'm not making any distinction between the sexes. What would be the, the boost? I think we absolutely can make the, you know, the similarities. You look at the boost to the game in Wales after Euro 2016, well, during Euro 2016, and the whole profile of the game there, I think the women's game in Wales and the amount of girls taking up football is already growing. It is already increasing. But to qualify for that and for us to be on the world stage, that will be... It will go stratospheric, I think. I really do think it is. There's so many girls already excited and already playing and already engaged. It would just be fantastic. And, you know, some of the powerhouses of the women's game are quite populous nations as well, isn't it? And where the game has, the women's yeah. game has profile. Level footing, really. Yeah. Yeah, if not more. You know, you're looking at Canada, you're looking at the States, Norway. Norway, a fantastic type side. Yeah. Obviously, the attendances aren't there yet, but... It feels like the way that the games are billed is very much up there with the men's team now. And, you know, even at the game the other week, there were the banners going round saying Camry against France. You wouldn't have seen that a few years ago. So it's nice to see that now. And it's nice to see. And I think um, the FAW social media platforms really help with that because it's not separate accounts anymore because it always used to be an FAW women's Twitter handle and the FA Wales Twitter handle, but now it's just all under Cymru. That's how it should be. You've really 
I did my appetite for, for Friday actually I'm kind of really in the in the mood for it now it's only uh, what is it Tuesday this week so um, yeah. yeah look forward to seeing you on Friday and yeah, again, you too. well done for the coach oh, do, you- do you want to give it one quick plug where to go if someone's listening to this and thinks oh go on I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll book a seat yeah so if you're interested in booking a seat you can visit the website which is um, feewales.cymru feewales f-e-w-a-l-e-s or drop an email to hello at feewales.cymru yeah, let's hope we can give them a good game on, on Friday. Gemma, I noticed it was Gemma Granger's like, first anniversary since her appointment. A really interesting yeah. article on BBC Wales website, so a plug for that. Apologies, I don't have the, the author of that to hand, um, but that was a really, really good retrospective. I think that's an interesting angle as well, actually, in terms of the media coverage of the women's team as well. I think it's improving. Women's game, actually is improving yeah, as well it's so I think that's, that's impressive and I think I say impressive that's the wrong word I think that's positive I think there's still a bit of work to do a couple of games it's been kind of very kind of static camera coverage uh, you know and I think in due course we will get to see yeah. a little bit more parity I hope so I hope so it's already improving from the days where the FAW would just film it and stick it up on YouTube so at least now we are getting coverage for the games and you know credit to the the people at BBC Wales for for pushing that out there because it deserves to be televised and it goes back to visibility again the more visible it is the more people will watch the more people will watch the more the game will grow i think that is the perfect point at which to end this Hayley, thank you thank you very much for your time and um yeah see you friday see you friday just a quick reminder that we now have a patreon page where you can subscribe to any one of four tiers, ranging from £2 to £10 a month. There's a range of exclusive content coming your way, as well as some other perks and offers, not least a 10% discount on purchases with exquisitely Wrexham-based artist Liam Stokes-Massey, aka Pencil Craftsman. Just head over to www.patreon.com forward slash podcast underscore peldroid.